Welcome to EQ Mind's Recharge Your Mental Health podcast. I'm Chelsea Pottinger, the host of this show, and I have some very exciting news. We have reached a milestone. This is our 101 episode. Thanks to you, to the community for tuning in to over 100 episodes. We hope you've got valuable tools to recharge your mental health. This week on our podcast, I speak to Ben Lucas, an entrepreneur, founder of Flow Athletic, and over 20 years of experience in the fitness industry. Ben trains the likes of Elton John when he visits Australia, Kate Waterhouse, and Sammy Robinson. Today's episode is all about the new way people want to work out, and it's not getting smashed in the gym, how to build resilience and come back stronger, why mentors and social connections are so important in tough times. I gained so much insight from Ben's experience, and I know you will too. Let's get into it. It's absolutely awesome to have a dear friend of mine, an incredible business entrepreneur, Ben Lucas. Welcome to the show. Hi, Charles. Thanks for having me. So good to see you. Likewise. Looking fit as ever. <laughs> Been for 10K run. So, uh, made the most of it. How good is that? So, Ben, I think, you know, we always start our podcasts because they're so short and sharp and our listeners are very time compressed. But I do think it's a really important part of our podcast to understand your journey, you know, your personal journey around fitness, mental health, and then Flow Athletic and how you built this incredible community sure. and business. Uh, okay. So, so for me, I grew up uh, quite athletic as a child, rugby league, rugby union, basketball, athletics. Uh, my teenage years had to make a choice between basketball and rugby league. I chose rugby league and I ended up playing uh, professionally, Cronulla Sharks, Auckland, Brisbane. Uh, retired in my early 20s due to a uh, concussion and that was before that was a thing. That was uh, late 90s, early 2000s uh, where you'd get knocked out, go to the sidelines, have some smelling salts, come straight back on. So then I, I went into the, the, the fitness industry, started off, in 1997, I was working at Healthlands Miranda. So that was before Fitness First even existed. I was working on the gym floor, wiping sweat off bikes and putting away weights. Uh, and, and I'm happy my journey took the way it did. It started there on the gym floor, working my way up to a personal trainer, uh, gym owner. Uh, 2010, I was living in Bondi, training for an ultra marathon so i've run 40 marathons since 2000 and 2007 uh and i was training for for an ultra marathon and there was a local yoga studio called dharmashala in north bondi and i started doing yoga there because i heard that it helps with your recovery uh, and i i really enjoyed the yoga i found the yoga helped my running so much my core stability my focus and i became good friends with the yoga teacher her name is kate kendall and she was just a brilliant yoga teacher that used to pack out this little herbal studio which was all there was uh back then believe it or not and then we became good friends and i said kate you're such a, a brilliant yoga teacher you need to go open your own studio. There's no point you being so fantastic and making money from somewhere else. You need to go out and do it, do it on your own. 
And it just so happened that week she was going to an international Lululemon conference in like Calgary or Banff or somewhere like that. She went to the conference, came back and we met again. And she said, Benny, I, I do want to go open my own business, but I'll only do it if you do it with me. And I went, oh, okay. So I had to go away and think about it. And I owned gyms at the time. So that's 2011 and very different time in the world fitness to it is now. Boutique fitness didn't exist uh, in Australia back then. So so Kate and I came up with the idea of having a, a studio, a business, uh, not really a gym, that combined the best of yoga, strength and fitness. So 2011, we went to the US to see what was kind of out there. Uh, it was things like... Uh, Soul Cycle was just starting, uh, a few of the yoga businesses over there. Uh, yeah, so, so we came back and we wanted to kind of spearhead the boutique fitness movement in Australia and we opened Flow Athletic in 2000, uh, March 2013 here in Paddington. And what a studio that was, Flow Athletica, when you opened your doors. You're the first gym that I came to in Sydney and... I absolutely loved it. Shout out to Kate Kendall as well. What an incredible human being she is and an amazing yoga instructor. My yoga teacher by far. The best, the best. And and Benny, you are just a weapon of a human being as an athlete, you know, running 40 marathons in your machine. That's incredible. And so I think that combination of both, you know, you, you doing sort of the, the hard-hitting work with the gym workouts and, and those cycling classes and then you had that balance where you'd go into yoga, right, and stretch it out and I loved it. You know, I really felt also a part of your community there. You created this beautiful family-like vibe there and it's really interesting, right, to watch your journey. It's That's one of my misses, you know, not living in Sydney anymore is that I don't get to come to Flow Athletic anymore uh, but I watch your journey all the time and, and I'm really proud, mate, of everything that you've created and I've seen this change, right? You know, after COVID, yeah. and I've seen it down here as well in Jerringong where we live, is that people are wanting other things when they're working out. And it's almost like people don't want to get smashed at the gym anymore. I'm kind of feeling like that myself. You know, I'm, yeah. I'm more of an incidental exercise and, you know, I do Pilates Reformer down here and I do more surfing and I ride the bicycle. I still lift weights, but it's no longer about kind of flogging myself. Yeah, yeah. You know, that and and what, what do you think the change has been? So, so, look, we saw that anecdotally here that classes like our mat pilates our breath work our yin yoga numbers were increasing and more our more higher intensity classes were getting less numbers then uh may june this year i went to fit summit in Singapore, which is like an APAC fitness summit. And then I went to URSA, which is like the World Fitness Summit in Miami in June. And from all the workshops, that that's the data that they're getting is that people are stressed out, people are fatigued, people, they just don't want to do any more burpees, you know, like hit is kind of, it, it, it definitely does have its place but if you're looking at the whole human it's just not the right time people want to be nurtured people want to be taken care of 
people are, are still under a huge amount of stress. So what are other ways that we can help people stay active but without it being so intense on their body? It's incredible. So now Flo is offering Pilates Reformer as well as Matt. Yeah. Okay. Yep. So, so, so what we had – well, we do have four group exercise rooms, so like a, a a yoga bar room, a spin room, a strength room. Then we had a hit room, but we've since converted that hit room into reformer Pilates, and it's been an absolutely gangbusters move. But if you look at who, and I, I did some soul searching while I was away about who my target client is, and it is actually women exactly like you so our target client how can i service them better it's women professionals you know 35 to 50 families things like that what do they want more of and i tell you what it's not more hit training you know but they do want more reformer they do want breath work they want bar they want to you know they do want to intersperse it with some some uh, high intensity cardio or a strength work, but not every day, man. Like that's mm-hmm. and if people have seen the fitness world news lately, that the companies that just focus on that single modality of hit training uh, aren't seeing good times, you know. So I think that's a reflection that people hit all day every day is just not the way to go. Good on you for being so dialed in, you know, and listening to your audience and your market because, you know, we've been through the pandemic and and we're still feeling the massive impact of that. And it's been really hard, right, as two founders sitting here of companies. You know, it's not like Bunnings or, you know, Dan Murphy's alcohol store that kind of boomed. It was really, really tough, you know, through those couple of years, very discombobulating for small businesses. And you've dealt with that. Right, you've dealt with Ben along your journey setbacks. You have dealt with challenges, and I really feel like you're a very resilient human being. What are your tips like? What What do you do to get yourself through in work and in life when you face like an adversity like this? So there's a, a few things. So I, I talk to people. So I'm fortunate to have a number of mentors that I've kind of picked up over the years that I can just call and just say. Hey, you know, a friend of mine, Steve Sargent, used to be the the CEO of General Electric, a man in his uh, 60s sits on the board of some of Australia's most prominent companies and just go, I'm having some big troubles with this. What what, what are your thoughts? Or So there, there's a, a half a dozen men more, more senior to me that have had incredible business and life experience, I can call them. But then also I've got, it might be a different issue where I can call peers of mine other people in the fitness industry or other dads or other runners or other things i could say so there's looking up saying hey mentor how can i do this there's looking across saying hey peer this is the issue that i'm having how would you handle that what do you think about that or then and then i'm very fortunate i've got people like kate kendall or my my beautiful wife talitha that I can ask them for their take on it too. Because uh, I think that's probably one of my, my better traits is that I I know that I don't have all the answers and someone's take on it may just help me reframe 
the challenge and how I, I, I handle it, you know. So uh, I think it's best not to get too much in a huff straight away, kind of take a step back and look at the challenge, what it is. And, and look, I've faced more challenges in the last two years of business than I have in the previous 20 put together, uh, you know. So I think I've never been a better business person in my life than I am right now. The financials might not show that. Hopefully we're heading in the right direction. So so that, that that's one way is uh, I talk to people and kind of get their, their not, not necessarily their answer, but just how they would see what that challenge is, you know, just, just their, their take on it, take emotion out of it. And what, what is, what is the best way to attack this? Obviously not to catastrophize things. So, you know, there, there's so many things that I am, am grateful for in my life. I've got a beautiful wife and kids. I, I live in a fantastic country fantastic part of the world i've got great family and friends so even if flow burnt down tomorrow you know what i'm I'm still okay you know so i'm still 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 happy and the other thing is i try to keep optimal physical and mental health that that helps me deal with all the challenges i'm facing at the moment i don't really drink alcohol, I don't take drugs, I try to, you know, read good books, I write in a journal daily, I meditate, all, all, all those things keeping me at optimal physical health so I can be the best I can be for the business, best I can be for my children, best I can be for my wife. So even if I've worked a 12-hour day, when I come home, I'm not slamming the door and jumping on the couch, I'm actually playing with the kids. I'm actually, you know, kicking the ball in the yard. I'm going for a scoot with them, things like that, because that they deserve my full time and attention as well. I love that, Ben. I love that. And I think that that's really three key things that the audience can walk out of here with in terms of if you do go through a setback or a challenge, lean on, lean on your team, lean on your mentors, lean on the lateral advice or different perspectives of different people, your social connections are critical, right? Like in terms of having really strong family support, but friendships as well. So some people aren't lucky like us who've got a beautiful, strong family. And I say to them, yeah. make sure you have a couple of really good mates around you that you yeah. can lean on through the tough times, but also, you know, you celebrate with them through the good times. And the third one I think is just paramount, isn't it? Your physical and mental health is absolutely everything. And I get asked this a lot, you know, how do you find a mentor? So I'd love to throw that to you, mate, as a lateral advice from someone else because uh, I've got two mentors as well. I love them dearly, just like you. I lean on them a lot for almost like gestalt theory in terms of they give me case studies. They don't tell me what to do, but they give me case studies of what's worked for other people and for themselves. And then I yeah. draw from that the information that I require. And they're just incredible. I can't see myself doing business without them. And so I get asked that, you know, how do you find a mentor? How do you ask for one? Do you have any tips around that? Yeah, see, I'm very fortunate in the the line of work that I'm in, being being in fitness, being a personal trainer for oh, 25 years now, makes me feel old. Um, the, 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 just the amount of incredible people that I've met uh, over the time, it's been mainly through them. But... Also, 
mentors is in incredible books I read. Like whenever I'm reading a book, I'm reading a biography. They're, they're my favorite types of books to read because you're, you're learning through someone's mistakes and challenges, whatever. So you don't have to make them yourself. And also pretty much at every stage in my business life for the last 20 years, I've had a business coach as well. And I've had like half a dozen different coaches along the time, because once I get everything I can learn from that one, I might move on to a different coach that has a different special set of skills or uh, different learnings from them as well. So mentors through people you know, uh, books, audio books, podcasts, uh, and then paid coaching as well, I, I think is very valuable. It's awesome. And shout out to the guy, Raz, how I built this podcast. I think that's a brilliant podcast. I learned a lot from that one. He's always interviewing unicorns, you know, people who mm. start from zero bootstrap to, you know, maybe half a billion. But you do, you learn a lot from those biographies and podcasts on, you know, pitfalls to avoid, how to get to that position a little bit quicker, right, whether it's to enable people yeah. to take really good care of their fitness or their mental health, for example, in our business. But I think that's that's fantastic and you know, Benny, you're such a well-balanced human being and you've got such a big heart. What's your, what's your life philosophy? You know, what's your life philosophy that you, that you live by? I, th- I think the, the, this frustrates my wife sometimes, but it's, um, it's like don't, don't die with the music in you, you know. Like I just think each of us is capable of so much if we only tried to fulfill that potential, you know, like I, I'd kind of stopped running uh, 2018 after New York marathon of 40 marathons and I'm kind of restarted now. And I thought, you know, 40 is a weird number to stop on. Why not go to 50? And like, and there is what, what, why do that? Why put yourself through that? But I'm like, why not? Cause I want to see if I can, <laughs> you know? So with, with business, I, I don't, it has never been my goal. I don't want a hundred franchises. I don't want, you know, I want to have the best business. Why is that? Because it means I can have great, people can have great careers working for me. It means I'm helping people's lives. It means I have the ability to to give my family a good life, you know. So I, I just want to test the boundaries of, of what I am capable for no other reason than to see if I can do it or not. Don't die with the music in you, everyone. What a beautiful way to finish up our chat today. Benny Lucas, where can people find more about you, what you're up to and how they can get to Flow Athletic? So, yeah, flowathletic.com.au or my Instagram handle, Ben underscore Lucas1. There's always plenty of stuff happening. Thanks so much, Ben, for joining us today. I appreciate you, Charles. Thanks for having me on. This podcast and the information contained therein is made available for educational purposes only and is not intended to provide medical advice. This information should not be used as a substitute for competent medical advice from a licensed specialist, doctor or psychologist. Thank you.